Really? Yes. Have you ever thought about changing your name? Why would I change my name? I don't know. It's kind of a weird question. When I was in middle school... you thought about changing your face? I'll change it for you. Really? Well, if you can make it more handsome, I'm all in. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know... I'm sorry. That was pretty aggressive. Hey, that's why I have been told for a long time that I have a face for radio. (laughs) (sighs) So, oh my goodness. You know, would you say that you're a good leader? In fact, how would you, if somebody says, are you a good leader? How would you answer that? If someone were to ask me that right now, and I would say yes. I'd be lying. So you would say, no, you're not a good leader. Currently, this season, I feel like I have not been a very good leader. Explain. Um, I just, you know, w- wow. How deep do you want to go, Rod? Well, I'm the one who threw it out there in the universe. No, I just think because, uh, again, I-, I feel like I keep bringing it up. Oh, the last, you know several years and then we've got the kids and we've got a new job and it's this and that again though I know I am I shouldn't be as hard on myself I don't think that's healthy mentally no we talked about that inner critic learning Mm -hmm. and I know I've tried to to, tried to work on that Um, you may ask someone else be like oh I think he's he's doing it he's he's a great leader blah blah while I agree, I just think this current season, I don't think I have been, you know, and it starts in the home. I don't think I have been just because I feel like I have lately. I've, I have felt beat down. You know, I knew I transitioned to a new job and we've talked and mm-hmm. you've, I thought this wasn't supposed to be as stressful. Well, <laughs> it, not that it isn't as stressful. It's just, it's new. It's stress. I think there's going to be stress. Anything stress can be good or bad. Sure. I don't think, it's as bad as it has been in the past, but you know, um, I don't know. Uh, I've tried to sh- switch gears here recently. Mm-hmm. Um, that's starting, you know, with my diet, mm-hmm. um, getting back into the routine of, you know, alarm goes off at five forty-five. Really? You know, but that's been a challenge. You know, I think that working out, mm-hmm. I have been, you know, leading myself. And to be a great leader, you've got to be able to lead yourself first before okay. you could lead anyone else. And I just like lately, it's just not that I have settled, but I, I know that I'm on this kind of leveled out plane, if you will. Okay. And I don't want to settle there. And I'm not, I don't, don't want to accept the status quo. Okay. But I know it's hard. And then you can be throwing a lot of curveballs and try and balance a whole lot. And if you kind of get caught off or, or, you know, get off the tracks a little bit 
anyways, I may have gone off the tracks a little bit on that <laughs> whole, um, tangent, but I think overall, yes, I think I'm a good leader, but that's just being good. Okay, fair enough. Have you ever worked with or for a good leader? Several. What did they all have in common? Do they have anything in common? How would you describe, maybe Maybe I'm throwing a lot of different questions yeah. at you at once, but what should a good leader have? I think what a great leader has is the ability to, the ones that I've been under care of, is been able to <clears throat> put the ladder up against the wall Okay. And put everyone else on their shoulders and help them get to the top. Whereas there's been bosses in the past or this, this leader mentality where the boss climbs his butt to the top and then maybe sometimes extends a hand to climb up. I think mm-hmm. what a great leader does is gets down in the trenches and lets other people stand on their shoulders to get to the top. I think what a great leader does is serve others those that are in his care this those people that he's or she's influencing or their fall his his or her followers um that he serves them or she serves them Mm -hmm. i think that's what makes a great leader now there's a lot of other qualities um like being empathetic being Mm -hmm. a great listener um you know just, just to obviously just to name a couple, but I think that has what stood out to me with some of the great, the greatest leaders that I've been mm-hmm. fortunate to work with. And so I've adopted that mentality. I've coined it, you mm-hmm. know, that GYSD, get your shoulders dirty. Mm-hmm. You know, great leaders go home every day with dirty shoulders. Mm-hmm. Then that means, I know it sounds a little offbeat, but that's from those people that they're serving, allowing them, putting them on their shoulders and lifting them up. I, yes, I, I've been lucky to work with some really good bosses and I learned early in life that a good leader leads from the front and leads by example. Right. Because if you're a good leader and you are getting your shoulders dirty, it's not about you. It's about, and it's not about you and your accolades and your accomplishment. It is about how you're helping others be successful. Right. Well, the reason why I ask you this, uh, popped up uh, an interesting article from Harvard Business Review. And this guy by the name of Daniel Coleman wrote this article. uh, I mean, this goes way back to 2004. But it popped up here a few months ago on some stuff I was uh, reading. And I thought it was really interesting because he wrote this article about what makes a great leader. Mm. And he had these four um, components that he said make a great leader. Okay. So if you can bear with me, I'm going to read to you Mm -hmm. what these four are. Okay. Okay. One, high emotional intelligence is seen as necessary to be a great leader. Yeah. EQ. Okay, second, IQ and or technical skills alone will not work. Great leaders need to have a high emotional intelligence. Yeah. Number three, a study completed near the time the the article was published uh, was reviewed by 188 companies across the globe, including companies like Lucent Technologies, 
British Airways and Credit Suisse, which I had to look up because I didn't know what it was, but it's an investment bank okay. uh, or investment company based out of Switzerland. And they all agreed, wow, these are necessary trades. The fourth one that he says, uh, says that the study found that emotional intelligence was twice as important as IQ and tech skills for jobs at all levels. The higher the level of the boss, the more important the emotional intelligence is. Mm -hmm. Now, as I read through this, I'm going, okay, you know, whether it is at our, you know, your work level, uh, whether it's a small business or a large business, uh, again, I sometimes wonder, are we missing great leadership? When I look at our political spectrum, whether it is at the local level, the state level, or the national level, I'm going, oh my gosh, where are our great leaders from our American past? Mm -hmm. As a history teacher, as a government teacher, you know, I pull up all, we talk about, you know, the past, and we compare that to the present, and I'm going... You can't compare them, can you? Well, you can, can, but but it's, it's, I find that a lot of those that are in the news most often, I go, you're really not a good leader. If all, if you claim to be a good leader and all you do is pass the buck on the blame, well, it's the other guy, the other guy. So I, I, and I look at, again, a lot of businesses. I look at the schools, you know, since both of us are teachers. Um, And I, I think back to, okay, I've had some good principals I've worked for. I've had some not so good principles mm-hmm. that I have worked for, uh, but I've also spent a lot of time in the business world, the private sector, yeah. and I've had some really good bosses and some really bad bosses, and so that's why I was asking those questions mm-hmm. at the very beginning, because the really good ones, when I started thinking about, well, high emotional intelligence, Yep. well, then <laughs> I began to question well, what exactly is emotional intelligence? So lucky for me, and uh, uh, lucky for us. Google? Uh, Google. Did you, no, we have Google? No, I didn't have to Google it. Um, the article included ah. what the emotional intel- the skills of emotional intelligence are. Good. All right, so the first one. All right, the first of the five emotional intelligence is kind of what you had mentioned before, social skills. Yeah. All right. Uh, they give a definition. All right. The definition is proficiency in managing relationships and building networks, mm-hmm. an ability to find common ground and build rapport. Yeah. And I think back to the really bad, lazy bosses I've had, <laughs> and there they sat in an ivory tower. Or that's how it was perceived by me. Right. And they they didn't they, they you know they issued edicts and they made decisions that benefited them in the bottom line but really didn't benefit the employees and didn't benefit the long-term growth right. of the company um again seen from the mm-hmm. people that do all the work and so i thought well again do you know and i thought about okay when i'm ha- when i'm happy at work am i happy at home mm. And when I'm unhappy at work, am I unhappy at home? Yeah. And I found that there seems to be a direct correlation, Mm -hmm. which is why I thought, you know, well, okay, do we work for good leaders? And how do you, you know, you're going, oh, I work for great leader. Yay. Okay. But if you're not, well, 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, how do you know? I don't know that you can figure this out in a job interview, but I think that it is important. Um, but anyway, so again, social skills. Again, a good leader is able to relate, mm-hmm. and you know, and I think that's what you know we as teachers try to do. We try to. Uh, find common ground, to relate to the kids, to build a rapport, to build a level of trust. Yeah. Because when we can, then we can carry that on to get them to exceed their own expectations. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I've I've been on teams with those who demonstrate, you know, what, what you were saying about sitting in, you know, or close the door, they're in their office. You know, they don't, they're not amongst their people, which, which I love, um, about, you know, reading about Lincoln and, and telling a little bit about, you know, my experience at DC and, and just reading more on his leadership skills where that's something I read about him. He mm-hmm. opened door, I walks, he walked amongst his people. He got to know his people and he connected, he engaged. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. Uh, whereas those that sit at the top look for public praise, but mm-hmm. don't don't do much. They don't involve people. You know that disengagement and those prideful practices ultimately create a toxic work environment or a to- you know and a mm-hmm. toxic culture. And you know it, it takes a long time to build that positive culture. And when you have someone that comes in who with not a high EQ or, mm-hmm. you know, emotional intelligent, right? Um, that can be torn down on the day yes. through, through prideful practices and disengagement. Uh-huh. So again, that's why, again, I, I really like this because I don't see today a lot of folks working to build common ground, mm-hmm. to develop that positive relationship, to build that rapport. Because uh, I, I, Maybe it's not seen as important, but to mm-hmm. me, having always been on the bottom end of the work pool, I find it extremely important. And I feel more motivated and excited to work harder when I feel like my supervisors, my boss understands what I do. Right. Um, all right. So second emotional intelligence skill they said is very important is motivation skills Mm. okay which they define as a passion to work for reasons that go beyond money and status Mm -hmm. but they have a propensity to pursue goals with energy and persistence Mm. you know we worked with a boss and i thought that uh he pushed a lot of that yeah um And I did. I enjoyed going to work. It was, um, it wasn't about the money. Right. When, of course, when you're into teaching, it's never Uh, really about the money. I mean, it's nice, but it's not, it's not the goal. Right. At least in the classroom level. um, Yeah. When you go into education, you're, you're going in because you, not because of the money. I think you just said that, but like you have, you have this drive to make a positive impact and you know that you're leading the future. You want to help people. Yeah. You want to help kids. Yeah. And so when you have a boss that 
encourages that mm-hmm. through the things they say, the things they do. Um, absolutely. Absolutely makes it more more easy. That's a really bad grammatical way to say that. But it makes it easier for me to get up early, right. to work harder, to stay longer, to invest more of my time and my energy mm-hmm. into the outcome. Right. And so. Well, and I, I think we're, uh, you're talking about the same leader that we were able to, to work with. Yeah, and and he's still in the education field, and I I would go work for him again if things worked out perfect. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, those are the kinds of people yeah. that when because I've had him in the private sector, and I was very motivated, and I worked hard to please them. Mm-hmm. And so, again, motivational skills are super important in my mind of a good leader. Well, yeah, I agree. And then I would add a piece to that. And I think that um, Greg did. That's that's who we're talking about. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, we're. um, He was great on the motivation side, right? Yes. And we know that motivation gets us going. But he was also great on the discipline side. Not in like. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you're, I'm disciplining. I, I'm creating future. I'm helping to cultivate future leaders, mm-hmm. which was also another trait of his. You know that he was really good at um, to be to be disciplined. And, right. and and so what I my take is that was yes, motivation is going to get us going, but it's that discipline that's going to keep us growing. Right, which uh, they actually talk is another one of these skills oh, really? that they call self-regulation, um, in which their definition of self-regulation is the ability to control or redirect disruptive impulses or moods, mm-hmm. the propensity to suspend judgment, to think <laughs> before <laughs> acting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I need to do a little more of that. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes I, I'll jump first and think second. Right. <laughs> um, but you know, in fact, what's really interesting, they say a hallmark of somebody who has good self-regulation generates trustworthiness, mm-hmm. demonstrates integrity, and confronts others with ambiguity and an openness to change. Right. And encouraging to, you know, instead of attacking somebody, somebody with self-regulation. And we've all worked at those places that you you got the slackers. Right. And rather than a good leader has a way to address those people in a positive way Mm -hmm. and encourage and nurture them to get out of their laziness and or their lackadaisical approach right and get them on board right great leaders like that aren't going to be a barrier they're going to be a bridge yeah and then that's that's what great leaders should be doing they should be you know they should be a bridge to help Mm -hmm. people cross over like you said like get get over that those those behaviors that need to be changed Mm -hmm. don't yeah so yeah. Well, again, it's and as we go through this, I think of some of my some of my favorites. You know, you talked about Lincoln. Mm. Um, 
I think, yes, he was a great president. We've had a number of people in our American past who have been great leaders, uh, who put um, put the country or put the needs of the people over themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm thinking of uh, Bush 41, George H.W. Bush. Yeah. And he was one of these kinds of people. And so I... I, I so anyway, but that is sort of tie in with what you were saying, self-regulation. Mm-hmm. All right. The next one. All right. Number three. Number four is self-awareness. Mm. Okay. Now, they define self-awareness as the ability to recognize and understand your own moods, right. your own emotions, and your own drives, as well as how they affect other people. Mm-hmm. And... One of the things, and it's hard for me to do, especially when I get to the afternoon class, but I try and start with, you know, being buoyant when I walk, you know, because I'll stand in the hallway and as the kids come in, you know, I'll greet them. Hey, how are you? Because that's also how I take attendance. (laughs) Um, And I learn their names, uh, which for me is a challenge. But when I come in, when the bell rings, class is ready to begin, you know, I try and be upbeat. I Mm -hmm. try and be enthusiastic, even if I have to fake it. Right. Because I know that my mood Mm -hmm. can have an impact on the class. Oh, yeah. And so trying to understand, again, my emotions. So that when, because again, when I'm kind of, well, then that sets the tone for the class. Right. When I'm in an angry mood which does happen, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that sets the tone for the class. Right. Well, those are more of your negative emotions and a negative tone for the class. So if you want people to be upbeat and ready to go and feel Mm -hmm. optimistic, well, you have to demonstrate that. Yeah. Yeah. I think as, as a leader, that, that, that is one of the things that's probably at the top of the list that that's, that's a must have mm-hmm. that self-awareness piece. Um, you know, just cause you've, you've made it to the, to the, to the top quote, right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, something that I've, you know, I, I enjoy reading, you know, again about Lincoln, he didn't, he didn't accept the status quo and mm-hmm. he wasn't okay with that. He wasn't okay with allowing the people that he served to accept the status quo either. But I think a lot of people have made it to the top and then uh, they they begin to live in this state of um, mediocrity, if you will. Mm -hmm. Oh, I made it. So it's cool. I could just press cruise control. But that's not that's not that shouldn't be the reality. Mm -hmm. You need to work even harder. And then self-awareness needs to be heightened Mm -hmm. because you serve a lot of people Mm -hmm. and you need to know all your people. You need to be self-aware, you know. And so that you can continue to grow and get better. And so that's that's something that I've learned over the last uh, you know, handful of years, that, that self-awareness piece. Um, but yeah, yeah, and it's easy. You can let it, it, it can slip away too. So you, you've got to stay on top of things. <laughs> and I, I think being a good leader is, it is, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. It is self-sacrifice because... I think it is super easy to fall into a compliance way, a, 
well, I've been doing it for a while. I'm done. Right. And, well, I want somebody else to lead. And, and I get it. Um, there are times. I, I, I'm a, okay for me personally. I don't know that I am a great leader. But I do know what a great leader is. Right. What they look like, what they sound like. And I know then consequently what a bad leader is. Mm-hmm. And in the absence of good leadership, then it's kind of like, well, fine, I will take over. Mm-hmm. I will start doing it. Now, I can't do that, you know, <laughs> in school, but in departments or in teams, you know, when decisions need to be made, fine. You know what? I'm going to make this decision since everybody else is waffling, since there's so much mm-hmm. meh or whiny. It's kind of like, shut up. This is what we're going to do, and this is how we're going to do it. And if you don't like it, then you can either come up with something better or you can move along. Yeah. And it is it is a challenge. And so I, like I say, as a classroom teacher, we get the opportunity to try and be a good leader. Right. Um, I think I do a good job. I don't know that I do a great job. Yeah. Uh, but I, I work with some people that are amazing teachers because they are amazing leaders yeah. because they're, they do a better job. I'm, I'm sorry to say, I don't always get my shoulders dirty every day, Yeah. but I do work with some people that they do mm-hmm. and they are fantastic and amazing. Yeah. And so, and they make people better around them. Right. So that's why I try and be, around them right because i feel like they help me be better right well yeah and who you're aligned with right you know if you're the smartest person in the room you know in the group you need Mm -hmm. to find a different group (laughs) well yeah because if you if you you can rephrase this i'm just I'm trying to speak and think at the same time, and it wasn't working very well. <laughs> but I think you need to challenge yourself. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to be the smartest person in the room as long as you're not the in that same group, in that same room all day, every day, right. for years at a time. Because then I think that leads to compliance. Yeah. And you get lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to push yourself. Yeah. All right, so there's one. Well, and that's uh, that, that, that's easy to do. Again, if you aren't in different groups, because if, you know, you're not in other involved with other groups that are, you know, mentors or that have, and have run the race before you, uh-huh. then you're not growing. And so that, again, if you're not intentional about aligning with those as a leader, then you're going to become stagnant. And then you're gonna you're gonna oh oh I'm okay I'm just gonna accept the status quo I'm good right here, and that ties in with the last emotional intelligent skill, mm-hmm. and that is empathy. Because and they define it as the ability to understand the emotional makeup of other people. It's the skill in treating people according to their emotional reactions, mm-hmm. and I think that. That is, and that's something that I think that we as teachers, any, any teacher worth their salt is very good at empathy, yeah. understanding and appreciating, okay, we've got something outside the norm, something special with you, 
and they accommodate. I know I do. I know you did. And most of the people I work with are really good at that. But I think a good leader is able to go, okay, well, this situation is outside the norm Mm -hmm. and working to uh, develop that. um, Because in fact, they say the hallmark of somebody that has empathy is is that they're an expert in building and retaining talent, demonstrating cross-cultural sensitivity, and delivers service to clients and customers. Yeah. Well, as a, okay, you've changed job. Your customers are a little different. Right. Um, as a teacher, and I hate the idea that we as teachers provide customer service. Okay, <laughs> All I, when I hear that, I chafe and I'm going, you're full of garbage. There are there is some truth to that that we kind of we provide customer service uh, customer service through the idea of empathizing with a student that has an issue. Mm -hmm. All right, or you know, I get emails all the time. Well, kid's real sick. Kid had an act was in a car accident is going to have surgery. the, one of their parents died or their grandparent that they were super close to passed away. And so they're going to be out. They're not going to be able to do this or do that, whatever, you know, and it's kind of like, holy crap. Okay. Right. I'm sorry. I understand. We'll work with you. You deal with what you got to deal with and mm-hmm. we'll take care of you when you come back. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that that's provide that's being customer service, but that is being an empathetic teacher, which again, as a teacher, you are a, you are a leader. Right. Yeah, you're the leader of that classroom, for yeah. sure. That's for sure. Yes, i got to remember that I'm just the leader of the classroom, and that's yeah. it. But anyway, that's another story for another well, day. And I think, you know, I, I I will tie it because I try to emulate the leader of, of servanthood, like a servant leader, right? A mm-hmm. servant leader. Um, there's a lot of different leadership traits out there. Authentic, oh, sure. authoritarian, laissez-faire, right? You can mm-hmm. you can name a lot, but I've always stuck with um, service because, you know, through my faith, mm-hmm. right? Learn that the greatest servant died on a cross, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's my, my, my take on that. And so, but learning, you know, through, through some of the leadership courses that I've been involved in, you know, earning my master's in educational leadership that I am not currently using. <laughs> well, you're using, I'm a marketing coordinator now, but no, no, you're right. I am. I, I am using those things when I, when I go to work, mm-hmm. when I go out in the community, mm-hmm. those things are still applied. Um, I try, I try to apply them, but you know, as, as a servant leader, I think you recognize that when you get up, you put on clothes of compassion, kindness, humility, mm-hmm. you know, tenderness and and patience. I think you got to be a patient, you know, you have to be patient because mm-hmm. you work with a variety of individuals and you have to respond to a variety of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have to put out a lot of fires. Um, I, I read something where it's trying to find the smoke or, or something before there's a fire. I forget what it was, <laughs> but a lot of, a lot of, well, basically I, 
what I've seen a lot of people, you know, a lot of leaders in the past is like putting out a lot of fires. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, if in that arena, it's, you could get to it before. I don't know, but wonder if a lot depends on the size of the business, the size of the number of employees you have. I mean, right. if you are, if you're the store manager of McDonald's, mm-hmm. okay, you've got just the handful, you know, 30 employees maybe. Yeah. Okay, but if you are the CEO of Toyota, mm-hmm. okay, well, now you've got thousands, maybe tens of thousands of employees mm-hmm. Well, to get down on the factory floor in all of your locations around the, well, in this case, I guess it would be the world, Mm -hmm. that might be a little more challenging. Right. But at the same time, you can still be a very good, effective leader. I mean, that's why I guess I like the TV show. I don't know if it's still on, but uh, Undercover Boss. Oh, yeah. Because the boss always gets out of. They get out of, I guess, I won't call it the ivory tower, but out of their cubicle mm-hmm. um, and get down to the nuts and bolts. And they realize that they have become disconnected. Right. Well, and, and that's where that piece comes in that I shared before about walk amongst your people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, don't just sit in the office, like get get out and amongst your people. That way you might be able to smell some smoke. Before mm-hmm. there is a fire, because if you're just sitting behind a closed door, you're in trouble. And the other thing, too, is, is as a great leader, you've cultivated other great leaders. You know, a CEO has cultivated great leaders, mm-hmm. you know, as the, you know, the lower, levels. lower levels. And so hopefully you've modeled those behaviors you want to see in others. And mm-hmm. as a great leader, you're able to cultivate the, the soil for success mm-hmm. when you apply like the things that you've been mentioning. Well, and that's where, you know, we used to have a superintendent that would walk the halls. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I understand that that is, that was a long time ago. And, you know, eight, ten years ago, the district we used to, you know, we worked together in is massively larger mm-hmm. and not as feasible. But I always felt that was kind of neat. Uh, it didn't happen very often, but about once a year, he'd be walked in the halls, he'd pop his head in and participate in a class discussion for, you know, a few minutes. Oh, nice. And, but it was kind of neat. Yeah. So that that way, again, it was that connection right. piece so that when you would see them yeah. elsewhere around the district, right. um, you knew who they were, they knew who you were. Yeah. Well, and I do like that they still do the current leaders, a uh, district leader's they do like the car drop off. They're out greeting. Sure. I, I like, I think that's a very classy touch. Yes. Um, absolutely. You know, again, because man blown up, right. 20 mm-hmm. something thousand kids. It makes it awfully hard. Sure. But, but yeah, I do like that. Um, for sure. Well, yeah, because you'll still see them at, you know, sporting events. Oh, yeah. And not just the football games, but, you know, the more obscure, like girls softball, lacrosse. Yeah. uh, Some of the, again, the less popular sports, um, soccer, that kind of thing. And it does. It's they're they're utilizing, you know, some of these emotionally intelligent skills Mm -hmm. that help promote um, great leadership by them as well as encourage and develop leadership. And that is something I think that the district we came that you know the we both used to work for um 
did. Yeah. I think they do a good job, better than what I understand some of the other districts here in North Texas do. But again, it's leadership. It's a mindset. Right. And yeah. so. Well, you you had mentioned that, and it's it's a mindset on you have great when you have great leaders. They have a mindset on a higher purpose. It's not about them. Mm-hmm. It's it's on it's on it's on a different purpose. It's on a higher purpose, and and that. When you're seeking that that higher purpose, it leads to you know personal growth, professional fulfillment, and and significance. You know that as it's not about well, this is something I've shared is that it's not always about success. Success is nice, but significance I think is a little bit better. It's a notch up. If I made a positive, if a significant difference mm-hmm. in someone's life. That's about others, and and I know we we sometimes get wrapped up in in ourselves that we forget it's about others. And that's how it's designed. It's about others, and that's where again a good leader can make you feel valuable mm-hmm. and necessary. And when you feel validated at work, it makes it easier for you to go home in a happier frame of mind right when you feel that you know your work is a even even if it's just a small cog and a massive machine right you're an important cog and you know the leaders recognize and respect you mm-hmm. and so therefore boom you go home and you're in a little happier place and you can handle all the fun and excitement drama trauma that right, yeah. <laughs> happens at home so i don't know do you, do you think that this Mr. Coleman had things kind of squared away? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I might just add that, that you know, you know, those great leaders, uh, you know, that we've we've discussed, mm-hmm. that I have been the recipient of their the things that he's touched on. You know, the, mm-hmm. the recipient of their great leadership is that they've they've cultivated confidence. They've inspired others to action. Right through their high EQ, or mm-hmm. through their empathy, or because of their self awareness, you know they've they've encouraged others to live in the vision that they've casted for you know said whatever sure. environment. You know they've they've encouraged people to live on that in that mission, mm-hmm. right? To live on a mission, to be on a mission. You know, um, and I think that's what great leaders do. And I like that um, what Mahatma Gandhi said. He said, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And I think that as a leader, as a great leader, you lose yourself in the services of of others because that's what you're there for. You should be there to serve others and inspire others and encourage others to become great leaders as well. Wow. Wow. I can't follow up with anything better than Mahatma Gandhi. Well, I actually said the last piece. Oh, okay. After his quote. Oh. But <laughs> I'll, I'll give that to you. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's hard, but it, again, I I don't know. To go back to your, to beginning, uh, your begin your opening question, I think that, I don't know. This has been good for me. Well, I don't know that I am a great leader. Yeah. I think I'm a good leader. So I have room to grow. Oh, yeah. Gosh. So likewise, brother. 
Well, then shall we uh, call it a day and uh, go grow together? We should definitely call it and go grow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Rod. And I am Bryce. Have a great day. All right.